Welcome to LilyPod episode 51, The Power of One Word. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, LilyPod listeners, and Happy New Year. And we want to talk today about the power of one word. And and the idea is kind of that you adopt a word at the beginning of the year to be kind of your theme for that year. And uh, we believe in a general way also about the power of words, the words we choose to say, the words we choose to think in shaping our thoughts, our feelings, Uh, the messages that we give people, the way we show up in the world, and ultimately the results we get in life. Um, And I I like the verses in John chapter 1 where it talks about how the Word was made flesh, Uh, kind of meaning that Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God, and uh, and in that sense, He is God's Word, God's law uh, speaking. And so we want to talk today, uh, knowing that words are powerful about this, this concept or this idea of adopting a word for the year and, and allowing that to, to help shape your thoughts and guide your, your thinking. And you, if you've never adopted a word of the year, I think there's a good chance if you continue listening, you might get excited about the idea and start. And if you are one that has done this for years, it might just give you a little bit of inspiration for your word for 2022. Yeah. So I've actually been choosing words for the last six years, and it was easy for me to remember the words, even though I might not always remember all of the goals and resolutions I set. Um, And I'm one that I think even more than most is pretty good at following up with myself and sticking with my goals and resolutions for the year. Even if I'm not able to accomplish as much as I want to, I I do review them. But when there's just one word, uh, that part of the focus for me for the year is something I remember for years and years to come. Right. Um, and, uh, I, and Jeff, you've been picking a word for at least five years, right? Yeah, I think I had done it on and off before that. I didn't actually adopt a word last year, but a theme kind of evolved, which I spoke to a lot, and we'll get into that in a minute. All right, so uh, first of all, we just we, we, we do hope you get excited about the idea of picking one word to focus on, and it's something we're usually very prayerful about, and I don't try to rush the process. I usually allow it to come to me. So right around, you know, middle of December, I start thinking about it. And sometimes it hits me before Christmas. And sometimes it doesn't come to me until after the new year. And it's fine. No matter when you pick it, you've got an entire year to have this as a focus. And I think 
we have a lot of answers inside ourselves that all we need to do is access it. Um, we're not trying to create something that's not already there. We're just being still and quiet enough to listen to right. our own inner knowing. Usually, and usually when that word comes to me, I know it. Like, I just know it. Right. A couple of these, in a couple of these words that I picked, I actually picked a song to go with them. You don't have to do that, but. Uh, do you want to maybe go through yours first and then we'll sure. talk about mine? Yeah. Now, 2017, I chose the word peace. Uh, I did some counseling that year, but I, I knew through throughout the entire year, really, that I had a problem with chronic anxiety. And what I really wanted and craved more than anything was peace. And I uh, met a talented young therapist who helped me to gain that. Uh, I did a lot of personal work and thought work uh, myself to gain that. I worked with mindfulness and a lot of other things. And I, I can tell you, I've gone since 2017 from feeling peaceful about 10% of the time and anxious about 90% of the time to the reverse of that, to where nowadays I feel peaceful about 90% of the time and about 10% of the time, you know, a little unsettled or something. That's awesome. And uh, so that's an important one. So you 20, felt like you really accomplished something yeah. like, uh, that year with that one word. Right. It's, it's, it was transformative and, uh, and it, it guided and directed the way I chose to live my life in that year, which kind of brings me to the word in 2018, intention. Now, that's an interesting word because that was the year Kathy and I got married, but you know, a little before halfway through the year. But I went into 2018 uh, believing that I would be married that year, even though I wasn't sure who it was going to be to. New Year's Eve, I set the intention that it was going to be Kathy, and I wrote her a letter saying that I wanted her to date me for marriage and that she still had my heart and all the rest of it. Uh, we hadn't actually been a dating couple for over a year, but that intention uh, manifest in the real world and we ended up getting married. Best decision she ever made. Oh. And in a large, well, yes, <laughs> and in a large sense, intention became the theme of our marriage. Right. We've, we've said many times that writing the book, Intentional Courtship, has been good for our marriage because it kind of forced us, even though it's not a book about marriage, it's a book about personal development and relationships. It's a book about creating that, marriage and it, it's great for couples. Right. And, and so you can apply many of the same principles in marriage um, as, as are in this book. And it kind of forced us to refine and develop the governing philosophy of our marriage. And I, I think our marriage has improved through that process. Definitely. And intention has been a great uh word to a focus for a marriage. And I don't think we've ever really officially uh, said that, but I think we've done it. Right. Yeah, I think we have done that. That is the word of our marriage is intention. Right. Yeah. 
in 2020, of course. Or do you want to talk about 2019? Oh, 2019. Sorry. 2019, the word was power. And I used the song Roar by Katy Perry. I actually listened to it every morning that year. Um, every morning? <clears throat> yes. So the, uh, the power of your word that year was a musical habit. Right. <laughs> it, it kind of, you know, I, in 2019, um, by the end of 2018, I believe I had lost my biggest client. And so my income had been cut significantly. Uh, and I was really worried about it. Um, Kathy's health, that was the worst year she had had in a long time. We even lost a baby that year uh, to miscarriage. And a lot of things felt like they were out of our hands and out of our control. And I chose power uh, because I believed that <clears throat> with those cascading dominoes that I had the power <clears throat> through God and through the atonement of Jesus Christ to create a beautiful life out of some difficult circumstances. And so power was the word I chose. Um, throughout 2019, things got better, but they got better incrementally. They, they got better slowly. And it wasn't until 2020, and, and I adopted the word vision, you know, 2020 vision. <laughs> 2020 vision was my word. And I used the song that year, Be Thou My Vision. And the one I always played was the uh, Nathan Pacheco version. Uh, but Be Thou My Vision is a beautiful Irish folk hymn. And... <clears throat> So in 2020, my business kind of exploded. Kathy's health kind of improved. A lot of things that I had been working on for a long time started to pay off. And I started to be able to see what was possible. Yes. That, yeah, that was a good year for us, uh, even amidst the pandemic and the frustrations that came with that. Uh, we felt very blessed to also start love in later years and write intentional courtship and right and basically start something from scratch which we talk about in our previous episode that had not existed before and our our vision allowed us to to do that uh, it's it reminds me of that scripture you know that says that all things are created spiritually before they're created uh, physically and I think that's even true for us. We, we come up with a spiritual vision and then we work to make it a temporal reality uh, with God's help. Or we pick our word of the year and it becomes our focus. And through that focus, it, things start to manifest. Right. And I was worried at the beginning of 2020, quite honestly, um, about how my business was going to fare during the pandemic. Uh, I was a small solo uh, practice law firm, and well, let's see. It hit it hit the U.S. in March, and so it probably wasn't the beginning of the year, but when it hit is what you're saying, right? When it hit, yeah. I was really worried about 
they, you know, because a lot of businesses were closing. I wasn't going to be able to go out to networking events. And as Kathy can tell you, I was going to several every week. Um, a lot of the social interaction that leads to client development became very limited. And thankfully, early in that year, I had the vision to switch to online marketing. I started to spend a little money on it. It wasn't a huge amount, but I also started to focus on it more intently. And was that before or after COVID? Uh, right at the very beginning stages is when I made the adjustment. Hmm. Um, so I you remember shifted with the status of our country shift. Yes, and it was almost immediate. And there's a, a good friend who I know that's a, a business consultant and has a fairly high overhead business and kept operating kind of as usual, hoping that the pandemic restrictions would be lifted and went out of business. Now, I hope this person, you know, they're doing other things now that uh, look promising and and I hope and believe because of of this friend's expertise and um, knowledge of business that they're going to be just fine in the long run. But I was so thankful when I saw that this person's a real expert in business and, and their business was taken down by the pandemic. And I, I had that fear when the pandemic hit too, that mine was going to be, <clears throat> but thank heaven I had the vision to switch to zoom meetings and online right away, same month that those restrictions started happening. And my business exploded. 2020 was my best year so far uh, up to that point. Well, it was a lot, also a lot more efficient because instead of driving all over the place trying to network, you were doing everything online and right. your commute was 30 seconds downstairs. Right. And so my time was more efficient, as Kathy said, uh, because of that. And so we made the best of a, of a difficult situation and vision allowed us to seize the opportunities that the pandemic created instead of be buried by it. Well, like I play for lots of weddings in the summer. I'm a violinist and uh, my string quartet is often hired several times a weekend throughout right. the summer and is really busy. That is when we wrote Intentional Courtship because right. I was home. Exactly. I was, yeah, all of those weddings were postponed. Now the next, the next summer is another story. <laughs> That's when everybody rescheduled their weddings. We were very, very busy, but um, it was a great time for us to, to jump into a project like that. Yeah. And, and that we, we often say that intentional courtship was our COVID project. We didn't really think of it that way until later, but. It, no, it was more that the thought came to you just like it just happened to like right after the pandemic started. And, right. And then we didn't have everything competing for our time, which was great. Right. So, so yeah, 2020 was a big year. And I honestly thought it could not be topped because, you know, we, we wrote our book. We, your, your business my business awesome. had taken off. Uh, and we had gotten through the pandemic, you know, pretty well. Nobody in our house got COVID as far as we know. My health had improved a lot. Kathy's health had improved a lot. In 2021, I think I didn't get ever get around to selecting a word 
But there was a word that evolved that I started using a lot. Because, you know, people always ask you, how are you doing? How are you? You know, things like that. The thing I started saying, and very sincerely, was I have a very blessed life. And at first, that had to do with my business having taken off. And with my marriage to this amazing woman that uh, is sitting next to me right now. And, you know, having two children that I love and two stepchildren that I love like my own. And I just uh, felt like, you know, things in my life were hard for so long that the place that, that I was in in 2021 was blessed. And so I, I still say that to people. I have a very blessed life. And 2021, I also had a new career opportunity come forward. In the most miraculous of in ways. In a totally miraculous and almost random way. And incidentally, it came from my online marketing. <clears throat> it began with my online marketing of my law firm. Uh which allowed me to be one of three constitutional law attorneys, full-time constitutional law attorneys in the attorney general's office of Utah. And so I was put in a prominent position to handle high profile cases and give advice to the governor and the lieutenant governor and the legislature about uh, constitutional issues and for any of you that know me, uh, constitutional law was my first love. Uh, I wanted to be a constitutional law professor at one time. I, you know, so I, I have always loved it. I've always believed the Constitution is really important. I ran for the Washington State Court of Appeals years ago on that theme. And so uh, I feel like having a job that's a dream come true having a wife that's a dream come true, having four amazing kids. I just feel like, like Job, you know, that God gave Job twice as much as he had before. Uh, I have been so abundantly blessed. And so in 2021, that became my word of the year, essentially. And then finally, this year, the word that kept coming to me is sanctify. I think part of that might be that, you know, when we bless the, the sacrament emblems in church, we bless and sanctify this bread or bless and sanctify this water. It seems like bless and sanctify go together. So if last year was blessed, this year is sanctify. And I also think it follows, uh, it follows on from these other themes because I was abundantly blessed the last two years with first a business that took off. Kathy's health has gotten better through that entire time. And um, we've built a really wonderful life together. And, and so sanctify means to make holy. And so the, the thought is we're going to take all of these things that we've been blessed with, like <clears throat> my career, like 
Love in Later Years, like our book, and sanctify them, make them holy, make them uh, even more serve God's purposes, uh, and become a family that, you know, that serves God's purposes, a, a family that is sanctified or holy. Um, and so that's the word for for this year. I want to partner up with God. I want to uh, sanctify all of these efforts um, with his guidance and help. So those are my five, six words, I guess. Awesome. I enjoyed hearing about your your uh, your review of those years and and what those words meant. And I look forward to seeing what Sanctify does this year. Me too. So to parallel the, his years, um, I'm just going to go back one extra year, um, back to when I was um, I'd been uh, separated from uh, my second spouse for about six months. And I had, we'd been divorced for about three or four. And I went into 2016 with this word create. And it felt very empowering after losing two marriages to go forward with this idea that I can create the life I want and I can create the relationship that I want. So that is what started my words for the year was create in 2016. And I did feel like I, I made the best of going out there and meeting a lot of new people and, uh, and creating new relationships. And I met you that year. That's right. So we were creating something, even though it wouldn't be apparent for a while. Right. Yeah. In fact, I believe we became Facebook friends on St. Patrick's of that year. Uh, Our lucky day. (laughs) Yep. I actually posted a picture of myself saying that I'm looking for my lucky charm and I thought it was cute and funny. And, and then I thought, yeah, there's no way that's going to (laughs) work. And And there you did. (laughs) But it it did not become apparent to me until hindsight, really. Right. (laughs) Because I don't think we really started communicating much until a few months later. And then we went on our first date in July. But she set the intention, and that was the beginning of creation. It was. And then 2017, when Jeff chose peace, uh, we actually had just uh, ended our dating relationship prior, just just before Christmas. And um, he chose the word peace, and I chose the word elevate. And the way this word came to me was I was walking, I, I believe, from the temple in Ogden towards the parking garage where I was parked. And the it's there's like this glass see-through elevator and it, it says the word elevate for. <laughs> she stopped and took a picture of this elevator last week. That's right. We went to the Ogden temple and did, um, did some service there. And, and then we hopped on over to a reception that uh, it was our bishop's son got married and we got to go dancing and it was just right there. And I'm like, Jeff, I need to show you. <laughs> this is where my work of the year for 2017 came from. Right. And I truly did a lot of elevating things that year. It was all through the spirit and it had nothing to do with any of my relationships. As much as I, I wanted to get remarried and have a really wonderful marriage, 
I had kind of given up on the idea that I could force that to happen in my time frame. And so I just started doing things that elevated my life. Like I, I sold my home, which was a beautiful home, but a lot of work and a lot more than I could handle as a single person and maybe more than I even wanted to bring to a potential partnership. And so I sold that home and it was honestly like God just kind of plucked me up and dropped me here because it was a, a seller's market which means I got more than asking and I had two offers. I actually had to choose which family to buy my house, but I, I feel really good about the decision I made on that. And then I, I dragged my feet on making an offer on the house I'm in. I don't know why I just, I, it's a big decision. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I, I like to think things over. Um, but uh, my best friend who lived with me, he, she's like, oh, yeah, I can make the basement work and I'll move with you. And mm -hmm. my kids were like, yeah, we'll share a room. We'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> Although they eventually grew and needed more space. But um, but but actually, then my best friend got married and moved out and now they've taken over the basement. So it all worked out really well. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this home should have flown off the market. It should have been gone. And I ended up getting it for under asking slightly under and, um, and it got me completely out of debt and, um, I was able to cut back my teaching hours and I didn't know that I had a lot of health problems in my future, but I, I could not have even imagined trying to get out of the mess that my old house would have been or trying to make this kind of move and cut back work hours if I hadn't have done it in advance. So, I mean, I know, I know God has the, um, power to guide us when we allow him to. And, um, that is, that was a, an elevating thing for me in so, so many ways. Um, but it was a big task. And while I was in the process of switching all my bills over to a new home, I decided to go back to my maiden name. And that was empowering in a lot of ways because I was currently carrying both married names because I just, I didn't, I felt too overwhelmed after my second divorce to bother getting rid of that new last name. And I, the other last name was now a middle name with, uh, with, uh, my children's dad. And so anyway, actually some of my dating partners, if they put my full name in their phone, it would say Kathy Butler, Marla, Christiansen calling. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big mouthful. <laughs> I don't remember mm. what your name was in my phone at first. Uh, now it's just Kathy. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I went back to Kathy Butler. That's how I was born. And the music career I developed was, you know, from the time I was five is when I started playing. And so it made a lot of sense to be marketing myself as, you know, my original self and to get rid of all the baggage of past marriages and, you know, my name itself. So I think um, it's fair to say, too, that 2017 was a big year for both of us. We weren't dating that year. We were friends, but we weren't dating uh, anymore for, for the entirety of that year. But uh, it was an elevating year. My business had started to grow. I was making a real living finally so I could breathe easier. My kids were doing pretty good, and I was learning a lot internally to help me gain peace, as we talked about before. And then I, I also got the chance to travel to China as part of a business and trade delegation, which was both an honor and a thrill. Um, and, you know, I think we both felt like things had 
had turned around a lot in our lives that year, by the end of it at well, least. Well, and looking back, I think we were preparing for marriage to each other. We just didn't know it would be each other. No doubt, no <clears throat> doubt. In fact, I think what I had, um, I had this vision that I would be getting married in 2018 too, but I was dating two other people pretty seriously and I thought it would be one of them. And so <clears throat> I actually... So just to fi finish up the 2017 thing, elevating, I mean, it was very elevating to go back to my maiden name and buy a new home for, for myself, by myself, and create this space for a future companion. I mean, I even bought a new bed set and left the dresser empty, one of the two dressers empty. Which is now full of my stuff. That's right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I did bring a dresser, but they wouldn't have matched. So I took over that other one. Yeah. And we put that elsewhere, I think. But yep. anyway, um, my word for 2018, going from that elevating year, I also finished some professional training. Um, I, I think it was, I, I took Suzuki books nine and 10 and it mm -hmm. ended like a, I don't know, maybe a 12 to 14 year, um, cluster of of Suzuki violin teacher training and um yeah just so many things that happened that year that just felt really great to complete um I also kind of felt like if I went back to my name name I probably would get married because that's you know the way of things <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like well but I feel inspired to do it so I'll do it <clears throat> anyway 2018 Jeff's word was intention became the theme of our marriage mine word word was infinity and because you think about like the infinity symbol that's in an eight if you turn it sideways um and infinity you could say eternity as well yeah definitely. infinity is more space but eternity is time so well and we ended up getting married in the temple uh which is where we marry for time and all eternity and um with the time idea that <laughs> well and with the idea that if um, we each do our parts that we can be together, not just in this life, but in the next. And, um, I, I don't think there was much more to it than that. Really infinity became the year of our marriage. So after that empowering year of creating new relationships and the followed by the year of elevating my life and then this focus of on infinity and marrying you, um, marrying Jeff in the Provo City Center Temple in May of 2018. What was some illness that was kind of manifesting before we got married started getting worse. And I think that infinity focus helped me see it more of an eternal fit picture. Well, kind of thing life started going downhill, which was just super frustrating as a newlywed couple. I mean, beyond frustrating after we'd waited so long to be together. Um, and yeah, it kind of killed the honeymoon period. <laughs> Not the honeymoon directly, but like the period. The honeymoon like, period. Yeah, yeah, like the after. I mean, because we really had a great first, you know, week or so together. And then <laughs> just my health just went crazy. Um, and I, I didn't. I, I was, I was, I ended up in the hospital the next month, um, undergoing some series of testing. And at that point I didn't really get diagnosed fully. In fact, what I was diagnosed with the treatments for it actually exacerbated the other problems I was having. And, um, so in a lot of ways it got worse before it got better. Um, I think it was really 
not until we miscarried in 2019 that I then sought additional testing and figured out that I had an autoimmune disease and that I had another stomach condition that was, that was, that needed a lot more attention than it had been given. Um, I had to change my diet completely. Uh, Jeff actually has been gluten-free for, oh gosh, by that time it had been a dozen years or so because you yeah. have celiac. Um, but I had never known that Since I had 2005. Enough. Yeah. And see, and I might've had my autoimmune disease that long, but didn't know it for a really long time. And so I went gluten-free, but because I hadn't been gluten-free and it continued doing damage to my gut, I ended up having to go also low FODMAP and, um, and in addition to that, so like I let go of most dairy products and soy and, um, as you know, I don't do caffeine. That's really bad for my nervous system, but like pretty much every food group has limitations, right? Fruits, vegetables. I mean, even healthy foods, I, my body doesn't tolerate them anymore. And it's so sad. And I was really mad. I was so mad for a long time. And my word for 2019, and this is so ironic. It was ease. It was ease. And, Which or is easy. probably the hardest year we've had. Well, and I think I picked it because I kind of knew it would be hard. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So I thought if I, I picked a word that would be opposite of what I anticipated the year to be, that maybe I could make it go away or make it better. I mean, there were some things that created ease later, like you got a diagnosis, a real diagnosis of your That's health true. issues. I was just mad and, about the dietary changes like for a right. long time because I thought that would be the worst thing easy. that I could. In fact, I thought the worst thing that could ever happen to me was to have to go gluten-free <laughs> all by itself. Yeah. <laughs> so all the other stuff was like just She got gluten-free plus. Oh, yeah. It was. Well, and I still, and I still eat that way. I mean, I have figured out things I really like that do well with me. Um, I still struggle with a few things. Like I figured out the corn mirrors gluten, which actually mostly replaces gluten in lots of food genres. And so if I want to really get rid of all the symptoms, I have to give up corn too. And um, I'm not perfect at dairy either. I really like cheese, melted cheese in particular. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not what this podcast is about, but I can tell you that like just so much of 2019 was not easy. I felt like I failed that year. That's like the one year I feel like my word did not come through for me as well. Um, yeah. Although like we talked about, you did have some things that we discovered that year that made it easier going forward. Made know. it harder at first easier going forward. Right. And I also had three herniated discs in my back and I ended up getting stem cells which again got worse before it got better. Instead of having like nerve pain go from my back to my foot, it went out my arms up to my head all over my body as a process of healing. And that created a miraculous degree of ease that you hadn't had in your back for a long time. Right. But it took a year. It took a year. It took a good year and it got worse before it got better. So I guess in looking back in hindsight, there are ways in which life would get easier um, but I couldn't think it away with that one word right? immediately. Um, you probably couldn't even tell how it was going to manifest. Not really. Um, anyway, uh, going into 2020, I still wasn't feeling that great, but I was recovering from a lot of things. Um, and I think putting energy into the project of writing our book 
intentional courtship, which is now finally on Amazon and available for purchase. Um, it gave me a direction and a passion and a purpose for my brain to latch on to. And I think in a lot of ways I healed through being able to focus on something new. And my year, my word for that year was clear. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I did gain clarity, I think on my diet, I gained clarity on this new path, you know, this new career path that you and I took together. Right. And, um, and, uh, I think we gained a lot of blessings for, for serving in the way we, we have been. Um, right. I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be callous about the people who did suffer during 2020. Cause I know that was out there, but we were abundantly blessed. Well, and in a lot of ways, actually, when the world shut down, it matched my energy of, of feeling kind of crapped out and needing to recover. And it mm. was a blessing to kind of have it be more low key for me. I think another thing that would have scared me after 2019 and how turbulent that was, but um, I ended up being essentially like marooned on a deserted island with Kathy. And if you think about, you know, how we used to do when we were kids, uh, you know, all right, if you were on Gilligan's Island, who would you want to be stuck with, you know? And uh, actually, I would pick Kathy. And so when we got marooned, I was happy that she was my wife. <laughs> and that we were uh, compatible germ sharers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was a good year. I mean, we we became closer really as a couple and, and uh, we prospered more in our other efforts too. So very grateful. Definitely. So as I gained clarity, um, well, you know, you had vision and we up together, we had clear 2020 vision, you know, um, I moved into 2021 having felt like I'd accomplished quite a bit of healing, but, I still was feeling quite a bit of anxiety from the, the stomach condition that I had because um, our stomach's closely connected to our brain and our emotions. It's all of it's together and combined. And um, anyway, so calm was my word. And my statement all year long was, I am a calm energy goddess. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And, you know, I, I've discovered something about myself that I can get really engrossed in my projects and and then crash. And I I wanted to even that out with approaching life with a kind of a calm energy. Um, I think I've mentioned that I, I felt really low in energy when COVID hit. And so it gave me permission to stay home and rest and recoup and recover. In 2021, I think with, as, as a lot of you um, who are listening brought back some of the stress in normal day, everyday life. And so I took on, I think, a bit more than maybe I should have. And, um, but on my way to one of my biggest projects of the year, and I think I've mentioned this previously, but I think it's worth mentioning here. Um, I was in a car accident on my way to a big concert I was in charge of at a Bravenel Hall for 400 Suzuki violin students. And 
40 Suzuki teachers from Ogden to Provo and even beyond some, I think one teacher was from Idaho. One came from, I don't know, somewhere else. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a big, big concert. And, um, I, my car hydroplaned on the freeway. And I remember while I was like facing death in this moment where my car was completely out of control and I had no way to do anything about it. Um, and I was really nervous about, of course, the results that would have could potentially happen in this car accident. Um, why would I get put in charge of this concert and get killed on the way? <laughs> like, I remember thinking, this is crazy. Why now of all times? <laughs> but I was kind of nervous to get up because I was an, I was a master of ceremonies and I was going to get up on stage and, and do all the introductions. And I wanted to do a good job and, and give, you know, the concert, you know, it's justice, you know, cause I'd been working hard and so had my co-chairs and all of the volunteers that worked with me. Um, and after facing my own mortality, I remember just hopping up on stage and thinking, this is nothing. I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a, a really wonderful email from uh, one of the participants' parents. I think we had like 100 parent volunteers to make sure these kids were safe and, and where they needed to be when they needed to be there. Um, and one of those parent volunteers, I believe, um, she emailed me and I got... I think my best compliment of the year and something that made me feel like I'd really accomplished something with this calm energy goddess business mm -hmm. that I really calmed the children who were nervous and to have done that after a car wreck on the freeway where I totaled my vehicle and could have died. Thank heavens she didn't. I really felt like I'd become what I had said all year and that felt so good. Yeah, Kathy definitely had a more calm demeanor and countenance in 2021 than I've ever seen with her before. So these, these words can be powerful, and then sometimes they can fall a little short, and all of it's really helpful. In, in hindsight, looking back, even the year where I felt like I'd failed, um, you know, it, it was just a rough year. And right. I think maybe had I not had that word, maybe it would have been even harder. Right. Who knows? You know, we don't ever know. But I would like to quickly just talk about my word for 2020 going into the new year. Uh, it wasn't coming to me for a while, but I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't worried about it because it always comes to me at some point. I remember waking up one morning a couple of weeks ago, I'd had a little bit of sinus pressure going on. I don't even know what I had. I think just a, a cold that kind of turned into like a sinus infection or something like that. And I remembered thinking all this snot, I just want to get rid of the snot. And, and I was thinking, well, wait a minute, like when I'm not sick, I still have snot. It's just balanced. So her word for 2021 is snot. No, it's, <laughs> it's balanced because my deep thought about snot, <laughs> about mucus was the difference between illness, like really like frustrating, like painful illness and perfect health is the kind the balance of mucus that we have in our body. 
And I think that's true of everything else in life. And so my goal and my focus for 2022 is to have more balance in my life, which might mean saying no to more things and maybe going back to somewhere in between the busyness of 2021 and the COVID shutdown of 2020. Mm -hmm. It might mean... Um, it might mean spending a little more time on self-care and a little bit less time at my desk. You know, whatever it is that I'm doing too much of that's getting in the way of other important things. So, balance. Balance is a good word. Yeah. I look forward to seeing how that plays out over the next year. Well, I really hope that this episode has given you some ideas and um, some things to ponder um, because we would love to see all of our listeners choose a word for 2022 that they can focus on and see what kind of results show up in their life from that focus. Right. And remember, words are powerful. They are the primary force we use to create. Uh, if you recall at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter one, you know, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, and the, the earth was without form and void, and darkness moved upon the face of the deep. And then how did creation start? God said, let there be light. And there was light. And if you go on, he created everything by the power of his word. That's a really powerful image, isn't it? Yes. And we are created in his image. So we have the power to do that too. Maybe not to the same miraculous, you know, magical extent that, you know, because we don't know everything he knows yet. But in our sphere, in our lives, we can, we can choose a word, pick a focus and allow it to create uh, more intentionally the life that we want. Right. Okay, so that'll do it for today, friends. Remember, anytime is a great time for more love in your life. Remember, 2022, balance, sanctify, and whatever your word is. Happy New Year's. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Subscribe to LilyPod get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com. <laughs>